buyer's agent's best buy for 2021. Luke Moroney talks about his best buy in 2021 and what it took to find something like that. He's frozen on us. Who is Luke? There we go. Can you see me? Yeah. Revving it up. I love it. Good morning. Top of the morning to you. Great morning. Top of the morning. Billy, over to you. Quick fire. Let's hammer him with questions. Welcome, Luke. This is um this is a big day for us because I've been watching you comment on our videos and being a part of the show. You are a part of the show every single yeah. day. And now you're finally on. And I can finally say that I've I've actually met my first buyer's agent. So this is exciting for me. So I've got a lot of questions um yeah to ask. Should we just start with a bit of quick fire? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. I'm pumped. So I suppose for a start, there are like a lot of buyers agents around, you know, there's obvious that it's obvious that they do a lot of good work, but what would you say the main sort of three points are for using a buyer's agent for someone that hasn't heard of it? Because for someone like my mum, she didn't realize they actually existed. Yeah, absolutely, Billy. I think um, a lot of people tend to use them now, one, because they're probably time poor. Um, yeah. That's a, a big one. Secondly, uh, they don't have the education, knowledge, or experience. And thirdly, it's about finding those deals. Um, you know, whether they be off-market, pre-market, um, or um, actually building that relationship and rapport with the agents to actually make the deal happen. So that is yeah. definitely a, a big one right now for you know for people using a buyer's agent. I think in terms of you know we've come a long way as in terms of buyers agency in Australia because. I think it's about 60% of transactions in the US are done using a buyer's agent, whereas opposed to Australia, where it's kind of like between, it's less than 5%. So um, it's moving up and up. Um, the awareness is getting out there. And obviously, Billy, your mother's talking about it as well. So it's great. Yeah, that's huge. So most of your clients, where do you pick those up from? Because a buyer's agent, I've seen a few sort of on socials where they have, you know, smaller shop frontages, things like that. But can you, do you find you're sort of at a, at a different angle of the business where you don't need to have the shop front maybe? Well, look, it's, it's not overly necessary. It's kind of like a, you know, the idea of a real estate agent. Do you really need a shop front? There is, you know, pros and cons to it as well. Like um, yeah. you know, having that awareness, you know, how do you get clients? It's around awareness, right? So uh, if you've seen anything on me on social media, I am everywhere. So whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, um, LinkedIn. So yeah. across all you know, social media channels, some people like only LinkedIn. Some people only like Facebook. So you've got to be across different areas. It's kind of like, are you on billboards? Are you on um, you know, for sale signs as a real estate agent? Same way, awareness is out there. You know, we've got email database that we work on. We're on the social media. 
Um, referrals is a good one. You know, word of mouth is so strong, right? Um, having that yeah. warm lead come in and say, you had their experience, go and salute the team at Search Party Property and you'll have that experience as well. So it's a big one for us to just, you know, get out there on all different mediums um, of, you know, uh, to, to get clients come through. So the quick yeah. question, um, that you're, so you're, it seems like a, a, a real estate agent is different. Like you take local people in and you generally sell to local people. It seems like it's very localised, hence the shop front where you may transact five suburbs in or three suburbs in each direction, including the suburb you're actually in. But a buyer's agent, you'll take buyers from, diff, you know, all over Sydney maybe, I don't know, that's what I'm asking, and then you'll sell them something even even broader. Yeah, look, you know, we get, we're getting clients all around the country um, and typically we're working with investors. There are, good morning, Lisa, uh, and, you know, they're, they're, they're in, we're typically working with investors, but if you're a home buyer, buyer's agent, you might have a local area, you might have a shop front because you're dealing with people on the eastern suburbs or on the northern beaches or in the inner west. So people may have a shop front, but for us, it is about working with investors. So we're working with the numbers. For us, it's um, all about where is the, the low risk, the good cash flow, the good potential for growth. Um, so, you know, we're typically buying in the Brisbane market right now because of that. And people are looking at, am I an investor in Sydney or Melbourne, as an example, where, in, where are the numbers going to work? And most of the time for clients, those numbers work um, up in the Brisbane or the southeast Queensland market right now. Are you finding a large amount of, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Queensland, people moving into Queensland, buying property up in Queensland. Are you dealing with what you would call out of area buyers more so than ever? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, um, people don't know really the Queensland market and how it works. I guess previously there, you know, there's been periods of very little growth or no growth. They've had some issues in Queensland with, you know, especially with Brisbane, with some of the flooding that's happened back in 07 and 11. That's created, a, you know, a little bit of a bad stigma around investing in that market. Um, you know, a lot of those problems are now being fixed up. And then to put the layer on top of population growth, we've got a situation where, you know, the, the Brisbane Olympics is coming in. So there's a, you know, a rev up of awareness. There's a rev up of investment coming into Queensland. And if you think about the numbers of um, population growth, because that puts a demand on housing markets in terms of sale prices and rents, you're looking yep. at in 2020, there was 30,000 people that moved into Queensland. Net migration. Um, wow. if, you, if you look at that in comparison to South Australia, they only had 98 people net migration into South Australia in the year of 2020. Yeah. And that's through COVID. That's crazy. Yeah, huge. Yeah, it's um, huge. And that's, well, that's 2020. 2021, I think another thirty or 40,000 people went into Queensland. So it's putting huge demand. Um, and this is why we're seeing prices rise, uh, rents rise significantly as well. What's net migration for um, New South Wales? Negative uh, 18,000 in 2020. Um, so people are typically then moving from New South Wales or Victoria and then into Queensland. So it was kind of like in 2020, 18,000 from New South Wales, uh, 12,000 from Victoria, basically moved up to uh, Queensland. What's wrong with New South Wales? <laughs> Mate, it's affordability. Like who can, uh, you know, on average, can people really afford to live? 
And that's why they go from a housing market where it's, you know, properties worth two or three million dollars, then into unit market that's, you know, a million eight hundred thousand dollars. And then, you know, what you're left with you going to the central coast, you're going to Newcastle, you're going to uh, northern New South Wales, and you're probably, you know, some people are heading straight into Queensland. Warmer weather, right? Um, you know, uh, like uh, it's kind of like the New York uh, Miami situation where people are going from the cold down to the warm. Same way, Victoria, New South Wales, maybe down from the cold, up, up from the cold in the south, up to the warm in the north. Yeah. What do you reckon, Mark? It sounds just really sad about for New South Wales, but um, I do have to say we have witnessed a, a, a sea change and a tree change in the last two years. It's been a national one. When the when the international sea change and tree change begins, and I don't believe it, believe it has, but I don't know uh, which if that migration, that net migration, is going to who's going to be better off there. It'll be interesting. Yeah, look, at, I think in terms of international migration, you know, typically people are going into Sydney or Melbourne internationally. Um, then there's a situation where, you know, if it's not as affordable, people have got to think about where's my next move? Do I go regional? Um, am I going to Tasmania? Am I going to South Australia? Am I going to Western Australia? Or am I going to Queensland? And I guess right now what we're seeing, it's easy for people to go to sit from Sydney to Brisbane um, you know, because it, it's only an hour away on a flight, right? So you can go back and forth. And I've been up there for three hours on a plane, you know, go up on a plane, come back and commute back three hours after, you know, going around. It's almost the commute that people have from day to day in Sydney. If you get into the airport, you're going an hour up to Brisbane, out of the airport, drive around, have a look at a few properties and then come back home. I'm back in a day. I tried to convince myself the other day when I went uh, to Coffs, and my mate said, mate, you 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 got to measure from your door to the door of where you're going if you're going by a plane or going by a car. He said, that's the secret. Because I was like, oh, it's only sort of 40 minutes to get the cops. And, yeah, it's door to door. Um, it adds up a little bit more for, um, I reckon. But it's true. You can do it in a day. It's an easy trip. And it's cheap. The airfares are cheap now. Like, it's... They used to be three, four, five hundred bucks. Now you're scoring airfares for 70, 80 bucks. Mark, I went down to Melbourne last week and it was a hundred dollars flight return and I paid <laughs> parking at the I paid parking at the airport and it was hundred and twenty dollars for two days. <laughs> That's crazy. So you know, it's just crazy. Anyway, we're talking about property. <laughs> Let's That's talk about uh, the most important thing um, of the day. Your best buy for twenty twenty one, what does it look like? How did you find it, and how can other people do the same? Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna. I've got a couple of different examples. One is a villa, one a townhouse, and one a house. Um, we bought a villa um, back in uh, 2021 and um, bought it for $238,000, three bedroom in a gated community. Um, now we're seeing prices on that one over 350. Um, so significant growth in that one. Another one, um, this was uh, a three-bedroom townhouse. Uh, again, obviously in a secured uh, environment there. We're seeing uh, at $220,000, we're seeing same prices at two, $340 in the same complex today. Uh, so that's like a 40% growth in um, about 14 months. In terms of a house, we bought a, um, and these are all in the Brisbane market. 
we bought a uh, four bedroom house on 330 square meters of land. So really tiny, small, and um, you know, not much of a backyard. You'd be lucky to swing a cat around it. Um, so most people go, I want the big parcel of land, but we bought a property for $497,000. This goes back to some of the ideas and thoughts around negotiation. I'll get to that in a moment. But $497,000, we, we saw prices go up to you know high fives, and now they're actually in the high sixes. So we had a comparable sale just recently, only 10 months later at $680,000. So significant growth um, in the Brisbane market. And it's not just the sales growth that's happening. We're seeing rental markets. Um, I've had one personally where a tenant moved out and they were paying 320 a week. Um, I actually, um, the markets moved significantly. I actually advertised it at 495 and end up getting someone, I dropped it down $10 just to see if I could get someone in fairly quick. Um, then after 10 days, uh, having someone move in at 485. So that was a 50% wow. increase in rent from one tenancy to another. Now, I obviously kept the rent fairly low on the previous tenancy, but uh, once someone moved out, I was able to increase it um, after that. So how do you find these places for the, for the, for the uh average punter well yeah i think as a buyer's agent you want to do a couple of different things first you're thinking about the macro environment so where's the best place around australia to buy so you're kind of looking at do i go capital cities or regional um and then we're doing looking at all the research and data and we're formulating our ideas to saying okay brisbane southeast queensland looks like a really good market within that then we look into the the micro markets um, but ultimately, if we're going to think about the market of Brisbane is where's the best deal right now? So we're interacting with agents all the time. They're our best friends when it comes to getting deals, build rapport with those agents. And we're often in a situation where um, because we can, you know, we've got a you know, pool of clients that we work with, they'd rather be dealing with us than dealing with an individual home buyer or an individual investor because they know that. Um, we've worked on with these clients, you know, for a, a couple of weeks or a month to actually get them in a position to get their pre-approvals or have a finance assessment, gear them up about what's happening in the market, and then actually transact. Because what does can happen, and you guys might have experienced this, where you know someone goes into a property, gets gets everything happening, um, signs the contract, then they pull out because of finance. Now, if that yeah. happens time after time after time. You know, you might go six months on a sale of a property, whereas they can almost, you know, to a certain point, 99% of the time, guarantee that we're going to actually get be in a situation of transacting and completing on the property, whereas the individual home buyer or investor might actually pull out. So that's a big one for agents. And how much would you charge to find this wonderful buy in Queensland? Yeah, so other charges, um, you know, in terms of buying a property, and we, we charge flat fee, makes it nice, simple and easy for people. Um, if we're buying a property under $250,000, which is kind of that townhouse and unit in the outskirts, we charge 12,000 plus GST. And then if we're buying a property over $250,000, we charge 14,000 plus GST. Now there are people that charge lower or higher. You know, we give um, quite a supreme service for clients. You know, holding their hand throughout, there are so many steps in transacting a property. People think it's pretty easy when they until they get involved themselves. Um, so, you know, we're there to hold your hand, talk about the market each and every day through the transaction. And is there an upfront on that? 
Yeah, so initial engagement is a thousand plus GST, but that's included in the total of that price. Well, there you go. And so are you doing anything outside of Queensland, Luke, when you talk about some of those other states? Yeah, um, look, you know, we've, we've bought um, over the last, you know, 12, 18 months in the Central Coast, in Lake Macquarie, um, but it's predominantly in the Queensland market because that's where the numbers are working yep. the best right now. You know, if you're yep. buying something, for example, at $500,000, you might get somewhere between 480 and 520 a week rent. So in terms of cash flow, it's low risk, um, you know, and there's high demand for, for tenants right now. Um, in terms of affordability, most people that have got equity in their homes in Sydney probably can buy a property between, you know, maybe five hundred and $700,000. So you can either go to a unit um, in Sydney or buy in the outskirts of Sydney potentially, um, but the cash flow is going to be much lower than you, what you can experience in Queensland. Yeah. And the um, what do you reckon is fueling what you're seeing in Queensland? Is it because um, I'd imagine that just cost of construction alone in the last 12 months um, has made a lot of stuff more affordable. Uh, you know, like it's so expensive to build something these days. Suddenly it starts it starts inflating existing stock. So building costs, do you reckon the Olympics is another one that's pumping it up? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think awareness is bringing, like it's like a marketing tool for Brisbane right now. So investors go, oh, I'll buy now because it's, it's going to grow. Um, the Brisbane market for the Olympics, but it's 10 years away. Um, but I think yeah. just the awareness and the attention that it gets is great. In terms of the established market, you uh, mentioned about it right now, because it is the cost of building right now is increasing significantly for people. The established properties are actually doing quite well. Um, same way is the, the, the car sales right now. Secondhand car sales are doing right well because there's no, um, you know, new brand yeah, new great comparison. So that's a yeah. significant thing. And same thing, you can't get the materials in the country. Prices are sky high for build, uh, for timber, for steel and other things. So you're in a yeah. situation where, you know, that's inflated because people don't can't buy those brand new properties. And, you know, land registrations are slow. Um, you know, council workers are working from home. Um, things like that are happening. So that new stock market, a new stock coming onto the market is, you know, is struggling and it's at a slow pace. So it's really boosting up that established market. That's really interesting. I think that's, um, yeah, it's definitely worth thinking about because we had a good chat, Mark and I, about cash flow versus capital growth. Um, you know, for some people, it's a question of what stage are they at in their financial lives? You know, what are their priorities? Yeah, um, look Luke, Luke, Luke doesn't want to arm wrestle me on this one. <laughs> New South Wales versus Queensland. Oh, Absolutely, mate. I think in the that's going to be an ugly arm wrestle. You know what? We're we're seeing. You know, Queensland is actually number one right now in terms of growth over the last twelve months. So let's see how that generates for the next, you know, twelve months. And I think we, you know, I think Queensland will be the winner. I don't know if that's going to happen in the rugby league, but definitely in the housing market. <laughs> Yeah, I used to bench press 320 pounds when I was 15, 16 years of age. Uh, how about your Who running cares? Who cares? It's, <laughs> I don't care if New South what New what Queensland's done in the last 12 months. I want to know what it's done the last 20, 30 years, every year. 
And uh, I was a one, I was a one hit wonder doing wrench, wrench press for one year, and then it didn't do it ever again. But I want to know every year, my whole life, what I'm investing. Look, we're not going to ultimately, you know, if you buy a property in capital cities in Australia and hold it for twenty years, it's going to grow. Like that's a simple. Yeah, and I always talk about, you know, you see my videos well. before, Mark, and I say buy, buy, buy. You hold it for the long term. Property in Australia grows. Like you buy Billy, you just bought in the Northern Beaches fantastic right you're going to get growth if you hold it for the long term it's just you know maybe you you learn different markets and i think it's not only that investment that you make but it's the learning that you have learning about different markets when you have skin in the game is super important so i advocate for people to buy and hold for the long term be patient that's what we definitely all got in common hey it's um it's not it's uh, uh, what's that saying it's not timing it's time in I end the market. So the uh, longer you hold, the better you're going to do. Yeah, absolutely. So your, so your, uh, your wise words uh, to Billy would be? As a young uh, boy? Uh, as a buyer's uh, agent? Buy more. Buy more property. Buy, like, buy, buy. The ability to buy more, buy more. Like, it, you know, I say, I think property is actually more of a finance game than a, than a property game. If you can get the money, leverage get into the market, buy as many properties. I've built a property portfolio. Um, you know, it sets me up for cash flow in future, for retirement. Um, I just like, you know, the, the top, the world's richest people, what do they make their money on? It's on property. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Michelle. Bye, bye, bye. That's it. All right. That's a show, lads. Luke, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for your support over the years. Um, and you've got uh, you've got some unbelievable wisdom um, from your experience that you've uh, you've done. So anyone who needs to buy uh, a buyer's agent wants to buy, particularly um, it would be out of Sydney, would it be like I think you're saying more Queensland, Central Coast? Is that right, Luke? Yeah, typically for anyway. investors. So, you know, looking at those opportunities where the numbers are going to work. And right now for us, it's in Queensland. There you go. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, the invitation to come on. It's good to share. No worries. Uh, so let's, let's do it again. This is fun. Oh, yeah. Big numbers, big numbers today as well. Huh? <laughs> I can talk for hours. Mate, awesome. You're a legend. Thanks, heaps. Thanks, Billy. Right, thanks, guys. See ya. Yeah.